That's carried over from we had a lot of king slander, but one night I was I was uh, I ain't even gonna lie to y'all. I was on the toilet and I was thinking about something, <laughs> and I was like, "Yo," because I saw that Tyreek Evans got suspended indefinitely, and I thought to myself, "Yo, what would have happened if like he was?" Oh, and it was like a um, best players, best players that we thought was gonna be good in college that weren't good in the NBA, and my guy was Johnny Flynn. You know who was also drafted in that draft? Steph Curry. Steph Curry but you know who after. won but you know who won rookie of the year that year? Tyreek Evans. I was finna cuss, but we keep it on queen Now, we slander the Kings a lot of facts over acts, because the Kings deserve to be slandered. But the argument is if Tyreek Evans would have became what he was supposed to be, if he would have got better from where he was on like the trajectory of your average all-star, would he would the Kings have potentially won some championships there? I'm arguing absolutely. Chris is telling me I'm tripping. And Josh also feels like it's a possibility, but it's the Kings. Am I am I correct? Listen, listen, Gibbs, Gibbs, Gibbs. I'm not discrediting you at all. What I was about to say before we got locked. I'm not discrediting. Tyreek would have kept getting better, better, better if he stayed off the, you know what? Yeah. He would have kept getting better. Boogie, Boogie would have developed correctly. But my argument to you is, Gibbs, when you say they get championship, that means you're expecting the Kings to get mm-hmm. a third option, get some glue guys, and you're expecting them to hire the right coach for the situation. You're expecting right. that much out of the Kings organization. All right, hear me <laughs> out. Hear how everything else went with what happened, right? Golden right, State right. fired their head coach, Mark Jackson, at the right, time, correct. right? Mark Jackson, while people disrespect him and talk about like, oh, he hasn't got a job. We all know why Mark Jackson has not got the job. He rubs a lot of people the wrong way. He is too outspoken about certain issues that like objectively, you don't need to be talking about that with your team. It, it rocks boats. Mark Jackson told everybody, as Josh points out every time we talk about Mark Jackson, he told everybody before anybody knew it. These two are the greatest shooters of all time. And he was talking about Wardell Curry Jr. and, and Clay Thompson. And he he said that when everybody's like, oh, that's just Michael Thompson kid. And that's just uh Dale Curry kid. Th- those two are, eh, they'll make a couple cute shots or whatever, but they ain't gonna be nothing. Before they was the Splash Brothers. If they, if the Warriors still fire him, what do you think <laughs> the Kings are doing at their head coaching position if they can't win? Yeah, it's yeah. right you, there. You, you talking about the Kings who hired Luke Walton as soon right. as he got fired from the Lakers, bro. <laughs> Them dudes okay. open arm and said, Luke, you did such a great job with the Lakers. Come coach the Kings. All right. All right. So then we get to talking about the players. Because, again, this ain't just about Tyreek Evans holds what he's supposed to do. He becomes a better player. Tyreek Evans actually shot 40 and 35% at the end of his career before he got suspended indefinitely, right? He grows up and he develops that shot. He he creates more gravity Bro. than he already had as a rookie. Yeah, I, and he yeah. goes off for like, what? We we think, what is reasonable for him if he developed a jump shot? I, I, say, I say 28, 29 points. He, he would have been a... So, a, a he would have low-key been on the same tier as T-Mac if he kept developing that way. So, so mm-hmm. 28. Oh, but by the way, he was a much better defender than T-Mac. The man averaged a steal and a half as a rookie. 
Anywho, so you you got you got so 28, 28, like 28, 8, and 8 with two steals a game, right? Like that's what you're looking at, right? Like a, a really good defender, 6'6, six, six, long for a shooting guard, a combo guard, because he got a little bit of point in him. That was the guy with Boogie, and you're telling me that they couldn't have found a way to get a third piece over there. They couldn't have found a way to get the yes, right guy It's over there. the Kings, bro. It is the Kings, bro. The Listen, Kings traded Boogie. Look what they traded Boogie for. You don't even remember what they traded Boogie for. I'm not disagreeing with you that the Kings sell a lot, but there are certain situations that are unsellable. For example, when LeBron went back to the Cavs, the Cavs was going to sell eventually. And they did. They have ever <laughs> since. But it was an unsellable situation. If you look at some of the and, – and this was another thing. But Tyreek is not Brian. He's and not is, Brian. And this is another thing that I said. that if, At the end of the day, if you look at what the, the Kings were forced to do, because Tyreek Evans was getting injured and he was on that booger sugar, they had to draft players who were, quote, unquote, NBA ready. What happens when you got to draft NBA ready players? The Kings picked Thomas Robinson, a power forward that everybody knew wasn't that tall, had no offensive bag. He was good defensively, good rebounder. but He's just like, an athlete. Exactly. Like, nobody was like, oh, his ceiling is like this amazing thing. It was just like, he's NBA <laughs> ready. The pick behind him was Damian Lillard. Imagine a world where the Kings would have had the opportunity to be like, you know what? We are not where we need to be, but also we got two guys to where we could draft somebody who may take a couple years to develop. They could have easily, easily. Their point guard at that time was Isaiah Thomas. The boy was 5'9", averaging four assists. That is not a point guard. And, and, and what did they do with that point guard? What do you mean what did they do with that point guard? They what, what did they, and what did they get back? They got scraps. They got basically nothing back for them. It's but the honestly, Kings get. What was the value of a 5'9 point guard? Who was not a great passer. He was he averaging was 17 a game, though. Again, he was crafty. He could score. How much is the value of a player that's averaging 17 that gives you little to nothing on defense because he's this tall? Like, bro, the, the value ain't there for them to get back a ton for him. What? Come dog. Listen. <laughs> yes. I understand I, what you're saying, but you're as, my argument is not that Tyreek and Boogie is not a good duo. My argument is not that at all. My argument is that the Kings organization will never, ever make that a championship team. They just don't have the resources to do that at all. Dog, I, I understand what you're saying. I understand you, and I'm with you. I get where you're going. I fully get where you're going. All I'm saying is the reality of this is it would have been virtually unsellable for the Kings. The Kings would have had to try to lose, in essence. They would have had to try to lose with those with those two plus any third that's decent. Any third that's decent. I'm not saying, all right, Dame is like a, a best case scenario, right? Dame is a best case scenario for them. What if they just drafted any player that like, mm, he's all right, he's a glue guy. Imagine this. Imagine a world where they like, you know what? Like I said, I can take a, a guy who's a project or a guy who can take some time to develop. And they say, you know what? Give me Draymond Green. Like, that. this is the type of things that you look at when you say, all mm -hmm. right, a team has two great players already. They can do virtually whatever. I mean, at, at that, the same time, it, it would be kind of easy for the Kings to get some people over there only because 
if you look at a team like Golden State, Golden State was kind of in that same boat where there was a franchise that like couldn't really figure it out. Exactly. But once, but once they got that talent over there, people was like, yo, let me go play for Golden State. It, that's my exact point, bro. It's every franchise, every franchise I don't that's think they, <laughs> I don't think they every I don't think Listen, every franchise that's terrible is literally one great decision away from being a really good franchise. Bro, look at look at the Bucks. Look at what the Bucks were for years. Look at what they were for bro. Best case scenario, but, was but they Michael didn't, they Red didn't, and Brandon they didn't Jennings build from put free, him on the show. They didn't, build, they didn't build from free agency though. They, they built didn't. From, but they made one great decision that led and, to a bunch of other. And, really and they guys. have they have a way better also, front also, office than the Kings. The Bucks way didn't better. build from free agency. What are you talking about? Free agency and trades is all they had outside of Giannis. I'm saying they built from trades. They built from trades. They built they built from trades. They built from trades. A lot of people didn't go there on free agency except like Bobby Porter. A lot of the glue guys did, but none of their main pieces went there. Free agency is what I'm saying. I okay, I and I get that. But also the Bucks got really good during the time where tanking became a thing. The 76ers made tanking the hottest thing on the block. Because let's be honest, whatever <laughs> this situation that we have in the NBA now, where every team is like, oh, this like eight really good teams and everybody else is rushing to the bottom. That was not the case before. That yeah. just became a thing. Now, I actually got a different take on that sh- on, on that stuff, though, because um, actually the NBA fixed the tanking to me. It's like, it's yeah, honestly, no I don't think it's, I don't think it's yeah, no tankers it's no point, anymore. There's no point to tank anymore, to be honest. It's not as bad as it was, but it hit a fever pitch around when the Bucks. Oh, got yeah. people still people wrong? still do it. I don't people still do it. I don't I don't think it's any tankers in the NBA this season. But what I'm saying is, when the Bucks got good, they benefited all of the trades that the, you could say, oh, they fleeced that team. What really happened? They didn't fleece nobody. Those teams were rushing to the bottom. The Pistons yeah. trading Middleton, rushing to the bottom. The Bucks, I mean, the uh, Pelicans getting rid of the Holiday, rushing to the bottom. Those those were not trades where those teams were like. Oh, yeah. we're gonna get better in some way right now from this. They were like, "Oh yeah, we're we're giving away our talent, so you can go ahead again." All of this, the only reason that the Bucks were buyers in, instead of tankers was because of one draft pick, one, one. And you're telling me that Tyreek Evans, who actually his rookie year was exponentially better than Giannis's, you're telling me that that guy, that guy, if he gets better, is like. Nah, he's not a franchise changer for real. What? Gibbs, we're not <laughs> saying that. I keep arguing. I'm not saying that he's not a franchise changer. What I'm saying is, you are asking the Sacramento Kings front office compared to the Bucks front office to do what the Bucks did. The Bucks have a great front office. They they learned from the Packers front office. The Packers had a terrible front office for years when they finally got some right people in there. Look at Aaron Rodgers now. He riding off in the sunside. This could be his last year in Green Bay. And they put all the pieces they could around him to help help him stay. I honestly think he's happy this year now. And you're asking that out of the Sacramento Kings front office, who is a front office that's always been terrible. They fired a lot of good coaches that they didn't give time or give a roster to prove themselves. It's a lot of coaches that had jobs with the Kings that are never going to have jobs again. Yeah. That's my I, argument. Again, people, and, and here's my argument. All of those things still exist. 
what I'm saying is we're not putting in a proper context how historic Tyreek Evans' rookie season was. Like, very seriously. People refuse to put it in context because it's Tyreek Evans. Do you know how many rookies of the year, not just players, not just rookies in general, how many rookies of the year have ever averaged 26 and 6? Not many. Probably just him, honestly. Probably Kareem, Wilt, Bird. That's it, maybe? Hold on. Luka did it. Luka did it. Mm, and LeBron did it. LeBron was twenty. LeBron didn't give you twenty six. No, Le- LeBron 26. was twenty point nine. Oh, he gave you twenty six and six. Wait, what? Tyree gave you twenty points or twenty six points. Twenty points. Okay. Six assists. Oh, okay. Twenty points. Okay, okay. Six I thought you assists. said twenty six six. No, no, okay. no. Twenty points, six assists, five rebounds. That was what he was averaging. Again, that bro. Again, <laughs> look at LeBron's rookie numbers. Look at what LeBron was doing rookie season. And you're looking at, oh, uh, look. You, you, you're not convincing me Tyreek was going to be Brian, though. I'm not saying that. Bro, this man put up the same numbers as Brian with a better shooting percentage with a worse three-point jumper. I'm not saying he was going to be Brian. I'm not saying he was going to be better than Brian. What I'm saying is his rookie year was historic. People forget how good he was. But, but see, the crack. thing about Tyreek, though. The thing about Tyreek, though, he came into the league developed already. It, he was 19. Was, he was <laughs> Listen, again, 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 again. Look at John Morant. Look at John Morant. John Morant. John Morant. John Morant's better now. but And Donovan Mitchell's another case. Better now, but they were already good. They're not going to get exponentially better anymore. You know You're not going to have another you know big the difference between You know the difference between him and both of those players? Number one, he's three inches taller than both of them. Let's start there. He's okay. three inches taller than both of them. Number two, both of them were better shooters than him coming in. The ceiling for their game, the ceiling for their jump shot was lower than what his was coming in. Like, they did not have as much room to grow as he did. Donovan Mitchell was not the playmaker that he was. John Morant was not the defender that he was. Tyreek Evans was one of the, he put out one of the greatest rookie seasons of all time. and people. Were I agree him. with you, but I'm saying to you, <laughs> You're 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 going off of the potential. It's a lot of players out there that had high potentials, and they still got real stagnant. And you 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 not you not talking about his work ethic. No, Tyreek was very lazy, very lazy. You can look that up. Tyreek was you, very lazy. You no, know, you know what helps in making you lazy. You know what helps in destroying your work ethic. You ever seen those "This Is Your Brain" on drugs commercials? They don't be capped. Exactly my point. Exactly my point. So you 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 can you could go off this what if scenario, but I'm not buying Tyreek get exponentially better. I'm not. That's that's all. But again, his game was set up in a way that most rookies is. It's based off wildly athletic. You can go to the rim. You can finish at the rim. Players who turn into great players, they develop the jump shot. They develop the shot selection. He already had high level of defense when he came in. You combine that with better shot selection, better jump shooter. Bro, come on. I'm not saying he got Kobe work ethic. I'm not saying that. If you put an average NBA work ethic in, dude, because he's not on drugs, he, bro, he turns into something different. That's all I'm saying. And when that happens... When you got a guy who put up a historic rookie season and he gets better from there, bro, that team would have been something to contend with. But anywho, we're going to get into the actual show now. 
because we we've been <laughs> we've been going to this Kings thing for about two two hot days now, and it, it spilled over in the on camera by accident. We, this wasn't even supposed to be a thing, but here we are. So I'm gonna just get straight into the intros, and, and then we're just gonna take it case by case for the rest of the show. What's up, y'all? Have a seat. It's your favorite hour of the week with the facts over Axe Crew. We got the master, the mixing master in the building, Josh Guyton. That is I. And you got the money man, the man with the plan, Chris Allen in the building. Right here, right here. The man with the plan that can't have no vision for the Kings. That's crazy. No, I'm messing with you. And then you <laughs> I got will the never buy MC. King stock. And then you got the little old MC. That's me, King Giz. You ain't got me sweating up here like I'm the guest pass to their <laughs> homecoming, boy. You, you got me acting unruly over the Kings. I hate it here. I hate it. I really and truly do. But another thing that I don't hate so much is the Lions finally won a game. The Lions finally won a game. So, G Mac Cass dropped the song for the Lions winning the game. <laughs> hey, listen. Hey, listen. I don't care what nobody say. G Mac Cass work ethic is is unmatched. That man, every time something happened, the Popeye's chicken sandwich, uh, the Governor Whitner with the buffs. He this man, the, the Lions Clippers losing. The Clippers losing. The, <laughs> I did not forget the Clippers losing. The the Lions finally winning the game. That man turn around be like, what, an hour and a half? He, man. Word. A no, major event just happened. He had, he, he, to the listen, he had a video and a song dropped. <laughs> that man, dog. How do you do a visual in an hour and a half, bro? <laughs> he got he to gotta pre-record them and be like, all right, if they win, I'm going to drop this. It, it ain't no way, bro. Ain't no dog, because he was talking about events that happened in the game. Dog. Was <laughs> yeah. like, like, was he recording the bars as the game was happening? You know what? It had we, to be. We're not even going to go there. We, we're not going to stuck on the bottom feeders that are the Lions. We got to talk about these top teams, okay? Because now, all of a sudden, everybody says Bill Belichick is back. Because of the Ravens' loss to the Steelers, uh, the, the New England Patriots, because of a tiebreaker, are atop the AFC. Fellas, tell me, is this sustainable? Are the, are the Patriots going to win it all? Because some people are saying that they're, they're Super Bowl level with old McCullough Jones just because they got Bill Belichick. Fellas, <laughs> what's going on? Do you think that this is the case? Um, I do not think that the Patriots are a Super Bowl team. I think it's just a matter of them having, even though Tom Brady left, even though a lot of his pieces left, we can't deny the fact that Bill Belichick is still an all-time great coach. And I think it's just a matter of a great coach picking apart opponents, looking at their weaknesses, even looking at um, this this Buffalo game that's on right now. He found something that worked. The, the run is working this game. They're not doing a good job of fitting the run, and they've just been pounding the ball all game. Mac Jones, uh, the, the halftime just ended. The Patriots up four. Mac Jones has one pass attempt. So I think it's just a matter of a great coach finding weaknesses in his opponents. And when you get to the playoffs, it's going to be a certain level where talent is going to shine through. Although I think he's a little better of a coach if you look at the respective fields, I would kind of liken Bill Belichick to Greg Popovich. Even when it was those years where like the Spurs were getting old and like to Duncan started to retire, like it was a couple of years in there where the Spurs were still making the playoffs, and like right before Duncan retired, they were still making um, you know, title runs only because that was just great coaching. But it was also situations in there like they'll go up against an OKC where a talent just shined through. So I think that the Patriots are gonna be good. They might even win the AFC and they might look good in the playoffs, but it's gonna be a certain point where they're gonna just be out-talented by a certain team because they don't have the talent to maintain that level of play. You know, this reminds me a lot of a, um, of a situation that we saw before uh, with 
with a, another team that, you know, those – I don't want to say it, but I kind of got to say it. They won in very different styles because of very different reasons. But the same reason people said that they didn't trust those Lions with Indominus Sue and Nick Fairley running that defense with DeAndre Levy all in back there, yeah. it's the same reason I don't trust this team. Look at their record against winning teams. Like, very seriously. They look at their wins from this year. The Jets, yep. Houston, Jets, Chargers, Panthers, Browns, Atlanta, Tennessee. Tennessee and Los Angeles are the only two teams that they beat that have winning records. Only two. So, yeah, no, you're not going to win it all like that. You're not going <laughs> to. I can promise you, you're not going to get the Houston Texans in the first round of the playoffs. You're not going to see the Jets in the AFC Championship. I can get dollars to donuts. You're not going to see that. So, that's, you know, we can we can play this game of, oh, oh he's back. Oh, Brady got his Super Bowl. Now it's time for Bill Belichick. We can play that game all we want. It's not reality, Okay. It's not reality. Y'all y'all going to get suspended from your job for the same reason Tyreek Evans got suspended for his if you believe that this this Patriots team is Super Bowl bound. All right? Get up. Come on now. Put that Franklin Saint product down. <laughs> Put it down now. I know you miss a snowfall, but stop making it snow around the crib. Chris, what you thinking, man? Is this is this Patriots team uh, at that level? Are they Super Bowl contenders to you? Listen, 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 listen. The way the, the world is set up right now, and this is just me going on a tangent. The way the world is set up right now, crazier things have happened. I mean, let's say, let's just hypothetically say two of the top quarterbacks in the AFC got COVID. Now that, put that in perspective. Now the Patriots look like, wow, they, no, no, they just, uh, you know, that, that makes those top teams bad teams now. And we see it all around. DeMar DeRozan just got COVID today. It ain't been confirmed yet, but... Hey, hey, Brown beat, Brown beat them COVID allegations. <laughs> hey, 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 COVID hey, listen. We're going to talk about that later. We're going to talk about that later. You know what I mean? Like, but, the allegations but, be out there. They, listen, taking, listen. taking his CMOS, baby. <laughs> hey, Listen, stop hey. eating oxtails, my brothers and sisters. Stop mm. eating oxtails. All right, is what's killing you. But but anyway, um, to be honest, I don't think they contenders. It's premature, but I do think Bill Belichick is Houdini for the quarterback move he made this year. Everybody yeah. was like, "You yeah. fired Cam? Why would you release Cam? Mac Jones is not even developed. Mac Jones, Mac Jones is slinging that thing. I'm not gonna hold you up." Mac Jones is probably going to win rookie of the year, and none of us on this show projected he was going to be the third best quarterback in this draft. Right. I mean, but honestly, it's not fair to say that he is that because look at his situation versus everybody else. Josh, you said he's throwing how many passes at halftime? One. And how much are they leading by? They have four right now. Against who? The Bills. Uh, Buffalo. They're playing the Bills. Do you think the Jaguars could lead the Bills if Trevor Lawrence only threw Oh, no, 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 no. I'm not saying that at all. I'm not saying that. He is Justin in the best Bills. situation. He in the best situation. His defense is good. He got the – I think they got the intercepted leader in J.C. Jackson on that team. Yeah, they do. Did, he just passed Diggs. He just passed Diggs for the Cowboys. But um, that the team is good. However, the Houdini move he did, everybody said that was dumb for him to let Cam. They should have let Cam play one more season. 
Yeah. Mac Jones is beating those allegations. Mac Jones oh, looks like he's the quarterback absolutely. of the future for the Patriots. Hey, hey, listen, I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this. I he has exceeded my expectations, but I'm not quite ready to say that Mac Jones beat them Kirk Cousins allegations yet. I'm not <laughs> ready to say it. And to be I'm honest with you, I feel yet. I feel different about y'all than Kirk. I mean, it could be the Michigan State in them, but if you look at the games Kirk lost, Kirk actually been playing great football this year. It hasn't been his fault. It hasn't. His defense hasn't been holding it down for him. You you could go look at the games. The the the, the Vikings could easily easily only have three losses this year. Easily, listen, listen, easily. The Vikings the Vikings have played a ton of close games. Whoop de do. Good for you. You're supposed to be in win now mode. You're supposed to win those games. You've got the star quarterback. <laughs> you got the star running back. You've got the star receivers. By the way, because they said Adam Thielen ain't the number one. They went out and got Justin Jefferson. You've mm-hmm. got all of that. You're supposed to be winning. They and their defense Kendrick, is great, too. They, they said Kendrick is, is one of the best middle linebackers like in I all said, the game. Yeah. They stole I, I, I Pierce think from the Ravens. Y'all supposed I, to be winning. I yeah. think, And I think the Vikings, they're going to win one year. I don't think they're a, a, a bad team. I just think that they have a bad time closing games with their defense. I don't know. Their defense is one of the best in the league, but well, on paper. But they perform severely underperformed. So that that's my take on the Vikings. But this Patriots team, if you look at the Bills wins and the Bills losses, yes, the Bills have beat better teams, but they lost to all the teams you just named the Patriots have beat. The Bill the Bill and if the if the Patriots beat this Bill team, that everybody's saying the Bills is Super Bowl bound, Super Bowl bound this year. If the Patriots beat them this year, they almost clinched the AFC. I'll, I'll tell you what. I'm not so – you know what? I'm not even going to say that right now. I'm not even going to – listen, <laughs> all I'll say is – Oh, we, all, none of us is sold on the Bills. The Bills are fake good. Oh, no, no. I think I oh. think that the Bills – I think the Bills are are actually a, a Super Bowl contending team. Yeah, what I'm, Josh Allen was my MVP pick for the season what, starter. What I'm not sold on, and that's the part I'm not sold on, I'm not sold on Josh Allen. I'm not sold on him at all. I'm just I mean, not. I'm not. Because you know what? The man he's ball. Solid, he, he, but you know what? He got a little Kirk Cousins in him. He ball against bad teams. Yeah. And then when a good defense get on his head, it's like, hey, bro. But this year's been the here? opposite, though, Gibbs. What? It's been yeah, the that's opposite. True. That's true. That's true. Because he couldn't figure it out against the Steelers. <laughs> they lost to the Jaguars, bro. Ew. They lost yeah. to the Texans, too, can I believe. Imagine, can you imagine Can you imagine a world where Lamar puts up six points on the Jaguars and people are like, yeah, that's cool. Kyler Murray putting up six on the Jaguars with nice. Stephon Diggs on your team? And people are just like, no, that's not a big deal. It's a one-off. They Man. lost to the Texans, too, I believe. Man. They lost to the Texans, too. Hey, the hey, Texans have, hey, they you got to chill. You got, oh my God. Oh, oh, that's just, you know, like, I get it. And you know what I think it is? I think that the Bills are too invested in philanthropy. I think they're way too invested in philanthropy. Because for you to lose to the Titans makes sense, okay? Losing to the Steelers. No, no, no. That's not okay because Derrick Henry's out that game, Julio Jones is out that game, and A.J. Brown's out that game. I don't care. That team without all those players is still better than the Jaguars. Yeah, they are. They are. But that's a bad team, though, when you take out all that. that that's not a good team by no Listen, stretch. Josh Allen, and I'm talking about the Jaguars' Josh Allen. To me, that he is the most versatile defender in the NFL today, bar none. The man, 
Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Competing, definitely. competing with Michael Parsons, who's who's a freak of nature, who by the way got into a little skirmish with on the TL, and now Cowboys fans and Penn State fans been jumping me for three days. But that's another story for another time. <laughs> um, listen, the, the the fact of the matter is, Josh Allen for the the Jaguars is a beast. That man is a beast by himself. He is out there fighting for his life. You understand? Hey, listen. And you know what I was talking to my coworkers today about, though? You know that Jaguars, if Green Bay really decide to really trade Aaron Rodgers and make, you know, because his contract, I think, over, but I think he got one and one, so he could choose the signing trade. If they really wanted to, they could take all the good pieces from that Jaguars team and send Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams over there. And oh, that stop. was shake up. They're they going to trade them in the package because Devontae the Jag- Adams not The Jaguars not wouldn't leave. be stupid enough. The Jaguars would not be stupid enough to trade away all their best pieces for a 40-year-old quarterback and a 30, what, 33-year-old receiver? I don't I mean, think the Jaguars would be dumb enough to do that. I don't. You know, and they, the Jaguars be penny pension. They like the uh, they like the Bengals. They don't like paying big money for nobody. They, you know, what I, mean? I agree. Like, I agree. But I'm saying that would be the ideal situation for the Jaguars to be relevant. You know what I mean? I agree. I agree. They and that money. would be the best. That would be the best mentor for Trevor Lawrence. Remember, they paid money for the defense that one year when they had Ramsey, Malik Jackson, all yeah. those dudes. And then it was like, oh, word, we can't get to the Super Bowl? Ain't nobody ever getting another dime out of us, bro. <laughs> it ain't happening, bro. I they, mean, it, it, it's crazy. Go, just... I made three all-pro teams. I'm a four-time pro bowler. I got $5 and a half eating pack of Skittles. What you want to do? <laughs> if, you can't, if you can't play for that, I don't know. I don't know. All right, so so let's, let's venture over to the NFC, okay? Because Kyler Murray comes back, and he – dominates as he does the cardinals are 10 and 2 best record in the league has cliff kingsbury officially convinced you that hashtag gives is wrong again is cliff kingsbury a winner now is this a thing are they so, a super bowl contender so 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 here's the thing well one when you got that level of talent regardless who your coach is the cardinals yes are a super bowl contender so here's my thing. I'm I'm new into the football game. I watched football for a while. I stopped watching for a couple of years when we started the pod. It's been about the past year, year and a half, where I started to get back heavy into watching the sport of football. To this day, I still don't understand the, the Cliff Kingsbury uh, slander. Like, what did this what did this man do to you personally? He has done nothing to me personally. That the the thing that I hate is how certain people are ordained as. Uh, this coach is an offensive genius. This coach is a defensive genius. This coach, they're da 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 da, and they've never like to me. So so okay. he the, he the Brad Stevens of football. Yes, yes, okay. exactly. All right, that. I get it. Hey, okay. hey, 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 hey. I'm a Brad Stevens fan. Here's the thing, y'all know how much I like Slater Brad Stevens. He's worse than Brad Stevens in this regard. Brad Stevens at least won at the college level at a place where it's really hard to win. Like, who, who's heard of Butler since? And he made those Celtic team right. pretty good, and they didn't really have a lot of talent. Who who heard of Butler before he was there? Who who remembers thinking like, hey, yo, Butler basketball is on. I got to see this before he was there. Only time I ever heard of Butler is when you used to play those NCAA basketball games. You try to pad your schedule. Be like, Let me put Butler on here so I can. There you go. There you go. <laughs> that's, that's different. Cliff Kingsbury was at Texas Tech and had Baker Mayfield and Pat Mahomes. And could not win. Okay. I think Pat me, Mahomes ended up transferring on him, didn't he? No, Baker transferred. Pat stayed. 
Pat stayed every year. Oh, Pat. He, he yeah, left, I, I knew one of them transferred. He left to go to the draft. Baker was the one who transferred because he was like, I mean, I ain't playing behind this Pat guy. He's pretty good. <laughs> Do you know how good you got to be to make a Heisman winner transfer? Baker yeah. Mayfield left Texas Tech and went and won a Heisman. And yet, Cliff Kingsbury still could not win a game. Now, listen, don't get me wrong. He Let me not say couldn't win a game. He couldn't win any big games. He couldn't win any important games. He couldn't get nine, ten wins in the defense's optional Big 12. That's what Cliff Kingsbury did to me. He had people thinking, maybe Pat Mahomes ain't a good quarterback. Because you know for certain quarterbacks, <laughs> you know you know how it goes for certain quarterbacks, wins our QB stat. For other quarterbacks, oh, it had nothing. To, you know, he, he played on a losing team, but that's just because the team was bad. He had people <laughs> out here asking, is Pat Mahomes a winner? Well, look now. This man yeah. is the head of his division. And we talk about... He's having a terrible year. It's such a down year for him. <laughs> Man. Uh, listen, all I got to listen. say is that's my problem with Cliff Kingsbury, okay? To me, when you when you have all the talent in the world at the quarterback position in college and you can't win, um, you're looking a little suspect. You're looking funny in the light to me. I, I'm going to say this, and it's going to make y'all heads hurt. I'm going to say this. I'm going to be that guy. This Cardinals team reminds me a lot of the team last year. A lot. Remind me of that Steelers team last year. Ooh, ooh, the disrespect. Look, look at it. Look at it. Look at him. Look at him. Look at him. Look, look at him. Chase Claypool, did he not play like he was DeAndre Hopkins last year? There's one major difference that you're, you're looking at here. The guy throwing the ball to Chase Claypool, his arm was a wet noodle by week 12. <laughs> right. I, I understand that. I understand that. Kyler but, Murray been legally drinking for, what, two years now? I That's understand that. Difference. I understand that. But did, did we not have James Conner looking like a, a Heisman winner again? Well, he wasn't a Heisman winner, but did we not have him looking like a Heisman winner? Listen. That I, defense stood tall. And what but, we do when we got to the to the to the finish line. Big Ben gave out on us. I think the same thing gonna happen to Cliff Kingsbury. He gonna get to that that final game. Oh, absolutely. Okay. The must okay. win game. See, now now, you, now listen, you gave me listen, that. You gave listen, me that. Listen, listen. <laughs> that must win game, and he gonna pull a big B. It's too he. The moment's too big. Yeah. The moment's too big. Yeah. And I think that's gonna happen to him because if you look at the Cardinals team, they have their moments where it's like, dude, the Cardinals is not that good. Then it's like they do a crazy play or DeAndre Hopkins catch a crazy pass, and you like. Oh man, they they pretty good, you know. They have their games. However, it's a team in a division that I think just hasn't really clicked yet. And when they do click, that division is theirs. And that's the Stop Rams. It. Stop it. The Rams. Stop it. Stop. It. Who who defense is better than the Rams on paper? Stop it. Stop who defense it. better than the Rams? Stop. On paper, Chris. Chris. First of all, first of all, I don't want to say it. But I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. I got to say it. Watching the Rams play is a win-win for me either way. Okay? Either the Rams win the game and Matt Stafford wins, good for him. Or they lose and the Lions draft pick that they got from them gets better. The reality of the that, that Rams team, very simple. Them boys have Matt Stafford at quarterback, dog. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Matt Stafford has you don't never believe shown me. Matt Stafford has never shown me that in the playoffs, 
And the, actually, he showed me one year. I think it was against the Saints. He lit the Saints up that one year. He lit them up. Listen, Other bro, he was on time, the Lions, though. He I mean, he never Lions. had a bad game in a big moment, in my opinion. He, he was he, on right. the Lions? Is that they had a great they had a great team that year. The Lions receiving core, the Lions yeah, had, receiving core that year. I'm not I'm the, not saying that the Lions were bad, but I'm saying like the Lions also are uh, like the Kings in the NFL. They 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 don't they, they can't never win in the big moment. They can't never win in the big moment. I'm just being I, honest. And you know what? I'll agree because both of them had wins that they actually earned, snatched away from them. Coughs in O two exactly, and against the Dallas Cowboys. So exactly. So, I, I mean, the, he was just in the snake bitten franchise. So, when it comes to football. Now, this red, like I said, they haven't even started clicking yet, and they looking good. They just added Odell. They also added Bob Miller. Here's, they added Bob Miller. Here's, here's the problem. Here's the problem. I think that that is a very top-heavy team with a lot of talent. I think that they're a lot like uh, the Eagles. When they called themselves the Dream Team 2.0, and they had... Mike Vick is starting quarterback, and Vince Young was the backup, and Deshaun Jackson was on that team. Yep, Namdi Asimov was there. Yep, they had those those two DNs. It was Jason Babin and Trent Cole. Who was the other corner? They had Asimov. Who was the other corner? Was it Asante Samuel? Yep, Asante was Asante Samuel. Yep, they had on paper they were crazy. The reality is, football is the ultimate team sport for a reason. It's not basketball. Yeah, like. All but but here here's my counter talent. argument to you. Here's my counter argument to you. Look at the Rams the last three seasons, right? Solid team, mm-hmm. great defense, right? Mm-hmm. And they had Jared Goff, and they made a Super Bowl appearance. Mm-hmm. You take out Jared Goff, and you put in Matthew Stafford. You don't like their chances. It's you're missing you're missing one important piece of why Jared Goff got there. There was this big bad dude out of Georgia. Out of uh, Tarboro, North Carolina, Mr. Todd Gurley. He was different. Right, Todd right. Gurley, yeah. They don't have that. Cam Akers is hurt. Even their backup, Henderson Jr., is hurt. They can't. They don't have the offense like they had back then where you can go receiver, run, receiver, run, Todd. And that's that's a first down and a half right there. They don't have that no But way. But you have a, a substantially much better quarterback. Yeah, you got a much better quarterback. So I think that compensates for losing the run game, really. If if you think that losing the run game is, hey, I just I mean, got they, a they still have a solid run game. They, they run game is not terrible. They they have a better run game than the Ravens. Again, if <laughs> listen at the end of the day, I'm this is dollars to donuts now. Many people say, what's the difference in the NFL between regular season and playoffs? There's two things. Number one, in the playoffs, you're playing all good teams. That's the first thing. But number two, in the NFL and the playoffs, you're also playing against good coaches who are going to take away whatever you do best. When people look at Lamar Jackson's failures in the playoffs and they say, well, how did he fail his rookie season? Anthony Lynn, the, the, the terrible coach that everybody said he was, he decided, I'm not going to play any linebackers this game. My safeties are going to be the linebackers, and I'm going to still play with two backup safeties. I'm going to play with two backup safeties at linebacker, and my regular two safeties are safety. And everybody said, that's stupid. The Ravens are power runners. What they forgot was the premise of what made the, the Ravens offense good with Lamar is his ability to pull it and outrun people. You cannot outrun safeties who are not supposed to be in that box, but they, they are literally just good at one thing. NFL teams come up with crazy schemes like that to stop what you do. 
teams have come up with for the past couple of years ways to stop the Rams offense because they have been one dimensional in many ways. Ever since Gurley was hurt, it's not. And you saw last year, I don't even think they made the playoffs. Did they? I don't think they yeah, did. They did. Yeah, they did. Yeah, they did. Yeah, they did. Oh, they yeah, you're right. They, they made, made it with yeah, Wofford. They, they, they made it with Wofford, too. That's crazy. But anyway, they made it very simply because they were just good enough to be in that at the end of the they day. They won a game in the playoffs, though. They beat who? The Seahawks? Or what, what game did they win? Yeah, I think it was the Seahawks or the uh, – what's the name? Either way, either way you look at it, it's it's not not a great situation for the Rams to not have a run game anymore, to have their top two running backs hurt and be solely dependent on Matt Stafford. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Uh, I, I don't mean, trust like them. I, said, I don't trust the Seahawks. Them. Yeah. I don't trust them over the Cardinals because the Cardinals got too much talent on that defense. The Cardinals got too much talent on that defense. Like, you mean defense, offense? You mean offense, right? Oh, no, no. I mean defense. I mean, they don't have more talent than the Rams on defense. Yes, they do. The Rams got one of the. The Rams are better top at heavy. the top. The yeah, Rams top are that's what I'm saying on paper. On at paper, the top, dude. yes, at the top. If you go Jalen Ramsey against Murphy, yes, Ramsey is the better player on paper. If you go JJ Watt, Aaron Donald, yes, Aaron Donald is the better player. Um, Chandler Jones and Von Miller. That's a closer conversation that people want to have right now. It's just because of Von Miller's name that people are like, right. oh, it's Von Miller. He's way better than that. And then if you look at the everything else, it's not even close. What linebacker do the Rams have that's even close to Isaiah Simmons? Who? No, no. I, I agree. The 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 Cardinals off defense is well rounded, but when it comes to playmakers, I think the Rams is no, they don't they don't have the same level of, of playmaker at the top. Right. But again, if you go bar for bar, player for player, it evens itself out. Because to me, again, this is why football is the ultimate team sport. If everybody on the defense does their job perfectly, except one guy, bye, see ya, that thing's out of there. It's not just about one player being really good at their job. But I mean, listen, at the end of the day, I I think that both of those teams are good and both of those teams have a better shot at making the Super Bowl than the uh, Patriots. I think we can all agree to that. I think yeah, both of those yeah, teams yeah. got a better shot at making the Patriots. Definitely. Because at the end of the day, if you're the Patriots, you got to go through either the Ravens or the Bills or the um, Chiefs. None of those teams are going to be a short short order for you. That's just the reality. There. I'll tell you all this too, audience. Don't let them Steelers make the playoffs. They're going to be dangerous. Oh, God. Don't let them Steelers Chris. make the playoffs. Oh, brother. Don't let them Steelers make the playoffs. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I don't if think we, no team on that on that division or that conference want to see the Steelers if, first. If we wanted to show ruined, we would have an open mic discussion about the last season of keeping up with the Kardashians, dog. We would we would have a discussion about Tristan Thompson's drama. That's what we would do <laughs> if we wanted to ruin the show. Instead, right. you had to. You know what? Whatever. You well, know speaking, what speaking of ruining things, and we're gonna get out of here after this. But speaking of ruining things. People are saying that the transfer portal is ruining football, college football, which is why I got in that little skirmish with uh, with Michael Parsons. I think that it's the coaching carousel and the money that's in it that's ruining college football. Fellas, which which one is worse for college football? Is it is it the wild amounts of money that's flying around to players and coaches, or is it the transfer portal allowing players to jump around endlessly? 
creating in essence free agency year in and year out. Um, I think it's the money and the coaching aspect involved because if you look at the amount of money that these coaches are making and the the money that's going into the actual programs, it's just a matter of business. So it's <coughs> it's if if that part of the game wasn't a dynamic, then the the transfer portal wouldn't really be a thing or it wouldn't have that big of an impact because the players are going to where they can get the most exposure. They know their level of talent and they're saying, hey. Um, I can get into this school on a scholarship if I can show what I can do or I can get a big enough name even if I'm red shirt. I can go to this bigger program where I know I have a spot, I know I have to perform. And at the same time, that's only a thing that's happening because these programs are having a high cachet because of the money that's put around them. And also the coaches, um, the coaches, essentially the more they're getting paid, the bigger of a name they have. So the coaches also have bigger incentive to go get these players and these players have a bigger incentive to go play for these coaches. So I think Absolutely. they're both an issue, but I think the 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 coaching and the money that's uh in it, that's in that aspect of it is what the start of the issue is, and then it trickles down from there. Okay, I'm gonna say this, and 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 Chris, I'm gonna let you close out the show here. But I, to me, the problem that has lasted the longest, persisted the most, will always be the worst problem to me, unless the new thing is just the worst thing in the universe. The transfer portal has existed for what? Two, three years? Like, yeah. That the problems that we're seeing with the transfer portals are problems because we have not seen enough success and failure stories to where players can come back and warn their young boys, listen, I'm telling you, the grass ain't always greener. That transfer portal coaches is just like they recruiting you all over again. If you didn't learn your lesson from the first time, coaches will lie to you. They'll deceive you. They'll manipulate you to get you to come to their school where you deal with the same stuff, if not worse, than what you were already dealing with at your school. But coaches getting paid. I don't think people understand how little Americans or just our society in general cares about coaches being unethical to get paid. I'm going to give you an example. And, and after this, I'm going to shut up and let Chris close us out. Tommy Tuberville literally left recruits at dinner. He was on, an, if for those of y'all who don't know, the way an official visit works, you go to a school, they wine you and dine you, literally. They give yeah. you, they let you stay at a five-star hotel. They give you a steak the size of your back. They give you the finest of everything. If you are transferred from a JUCO or another school and you over the age of 21, they break out the $9,000 bottle of wine. All that good stuff, right? The craziest stuff you could think of. And they got these cookie cakes, too. That's another story of another time. Them cookie <laughs> cakes. Oh, that cookie cake be slapping. So, so no, no cap. I cut my cookie cake from Illinois up and, and like, bought it home. Bro, my family was eating that cookie cake for, like, a week. And all of us are large people now. And we was eating that thing for me. But anyway, the, the, the gist of what I'm saying is, at the dinner, that before they toured the campus the next day, Tommy Tupperville gets a call from his agent. Hey, this new school wants you. This is how much they're willing to pay you. I We just agreed that the ink is dry. You're good to go. This man gets up and leaves, never comes back, gets on a plane to go to his new school. Wow. Those recruits were all left there wondering what happened. Nobody knew. The O-line coach, who was the interim coach, the next day told them, hey, so Tuberville's out. Um, he just took a new job. So, yeah, 
this is uh, where we are. Now. Who paid that bill? I'm sick for them boys. <laughs> oh, the university paid the bill. The university, okay, regardless I'm of the coach, that. regardless of the coach, the university paid for all that. You know what I mean? Okay, I'll make it So now the the university pays for the bill. He goes on to his new school. Do you know how I know people don't care about coaches being unethical? Do y'all know what Tommy Tuberville does for a living now? No. He's a U.S. senator. That, that's that's on brand. <laughs> that's on brand. We treat kids, 17, 18, 19-year-olds, like they're the devil because they make a business decision for themselves the same way that these coaches have been doing for yeah. decades. We A player leaves. Somebody said, well, the quarterback from Ohio State, Quinn Ayers, he's going to where wherever pays him the most money. Duh. I don't know what your job is, Larry Loser 09 on Twitter, but Larry Loser, you wouldn't go to whatever. If you're an accountant, you wouldn't go to the accountant firm to pay you the most. If you're a doctor, you're not going to go to the hospital to pay you the most. If you're a lawyer, you're not going to defend the clients to pay you the most. Okay. All right. Good for you. Good for you. Because you know what everybody else will call you? Stupid. They call you <laughs> stupid. So to me, the coach has got it much less. Chris, final word. What you think? Well, you said it best, Gibbs. I don't see anything wrong with giving players a choice or coaches a choice, honestly. Uh, at, at the end of the day, when you give someone a choice, they can do what they want to do. If they take advantage of the opportunity and they succeed from it, more power to them. If they fail from it, you know, they, lessons learned. And I believe it's always lesson learned when you fail. So giving people the choice to choose and choice to decide what they want to do it makes sense to me. I mean, I think it's great. And I don't think, I think what's going to happen is it's kind of bad. It's kind of similar to what the NBA does when, when now when players ask out. You know what I mean? What's going to happen is now these colleges are going to be held responsible. Like, listen, Michigan State, y'all had it. Y'all was projected three wins. Y'all got 10. But what y'all going to do next year to get, to keep, to keep Walker, you know, if he stays, to keep him happy. You know what I mean? What y'all going to do to keep him from, from leaving? You know what I mean? Because he can go anywhere in the country. And do the same thing and still go to the league. So it's like it's gonna it's gonna turn into college sports into more of a I wanna win in college before I go to the NBA. You know what I mean? Right. What what this university gonna do to keep people with me? Who y'all gonna get the transfer over here with me? As as they should. As they should again. I these coaches going where they go, good for them, more power to you. Again, I think that any coach that gives a, a minor a promise, any promise you make to a minor, somebody that's 17 or younger, you should be legally abiding by that. That's just my personal opinion on it. If you want to make these players be the villains. But anywho, I know y'all tired of us talking about uh, transferring and cookie cakes and and uh, Tyreek Evans. But come on back the next week and the week after that and the week after that. Peace and love, y'all. Yeah, I know. I know, yeah.